0: Oh, you notice uh, so <laughs> chapter 23 of joshua uh let's uh, uh dig in and just see um uh, what the lord is going to do in these next two chapters uh, joshua is going to be uh speaking to the people he's going to speak to the elders and the chiefs and and all those in in chapter 23 in chapter 24 he he uh speaks to all of israel basically so uh, a little difference, but a lot of the same things that are going to be said. Uh, but in this first chapter, as he speaks to the, uh, the folks that are there, the, the priests, the chiefs, uh, the, the elders of the cities and all that, uh, as he brings them forward just to speak to them, uh, in verses 3, 4, 9, and 14, he's going to speak to them about what God has already done uh, in verses 5 and 10 he's going to speak to them about what God is going to do uh, that's, they're conditional though, <laughs> uh, it depends on where their hearts are going to be uh, but he speaks to that as we go here so uh, we're, we're going to see a mix here but uh, Joshua probably now about 110 years old <laughs> uh, so he's got some age on him uh, he's even older than Rich I, I don't know but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so it says it, it and it came to pass a, a long time after that the lord had given rest unto israel from all their enemies round about that joshua waxed old and was stricken in age uh so he's He's up there. And Joshua called for all of Israel and for their elders and for their heads, for their judges, for their officers, and said unto them, I'm old and stricken in age. <laughs> they couldn't tell, so he had to let them know what was really going on. Um, and you have seen all that the Lord. So here, here's what the Lord has done. You have seen, not just heard, but now you've seen also what the Lord has done, what the Lord is going to do. Uh, And it's come to pass, you have seen all that the Lord your God. So this personal relationship uh, that he wants them to have, uh, he's your God. So uh, deal with him as such, have that relationship as such that he is your God. Uh, If we proclaim him to be our God, then there should be evidence there that he is our God. Uh, And so I I think Joshua is certainly speaking to the folks. He knows he's going to go. Uh, but they, they are going to be remaining, but, but what kind of a relationship are they going to have as he goes? Uh, he, he knows all the things that Moses has already said that uh, it isn't going to be long. They're going to leave you. They're going to leave your presence. They're going to leave your heart. They're going to go in their own direction. So he knows these things are going to come to pass and still encouraging them to keep going. And isn't it amazing? We, we know the end days are here. We know that there's going to be perilous times. Uh, the Lord has told us, but that doesn't mean that, that we should just dismiss everybody and say, well, that's it. Sayonara. See you later. Goodbye. I got my relationship, but yours is just, it's toast. <laughs> uh, he, he's continuing to give them encouragement, which is what we should be doing continuing to give them hope continuing just to call them to that place of accountability and responsibility because we as christians certainly have that we have a responsibility we have accountability Uh, and we should put ourselves in that place uh, of having that accountability and that responsibility to god with one another uh and with those that are around us so um he said the lord your god hath done to all these nations because of you not because you were bad but because he loved you and he put his hand upon you and he dealt with their sin and in basically defeated them so that they could have that place to be so this is what god has done because of you for the lord your god the second time just in this verse that he's your god that that relationship again Is he that hath fought for you so the first thing God does for us he fights for us and he fights for his people doesn't he we see it over and over through scripture and sometimes Christians are so defeated that they they think that that God doesn't care about me anymore God isn't working for me anymore God isn't doing anything for me what we don't see behind the scenes is that God is fighting for us and if God is fighting for us what does scripture say who can be against us? (laughs) And we got to keep that in perspective because sometimes we get so discouraged at the way that the world looks or our own heart looks that that we just give up and surrender, uh, without a fight. Uh, but we're involved in this. He's alongside of us. He wants to be, uh, be known like that for us and to us. So, uh, we really have to keep that perspective and that's, That's our responsibility. God is not going to put into us that here I am fighting for you and you're thinking that you're done. (laughs) I'm giving up on you because he doesn't do that. He doesn't do things along with the emotional thing that we have. (laughs) He's way above that. And so he wants to keep us in that place where I'm fighting for you. I'm continuing to fight for you. I will always fight for you. As long as you're mine, I will fight for you. Because we do the same thing with our families, don't we? Even though our kids walk away and go different ways and go different directions, and our family members that used to know Jesus and used to go to church but don't go anymore, we, we, we kind of give up on them. And we say, well, the heck with you. But God never does that. Uh, and even though our kids do that, they're still our kids, aren't they? And even though we walk in some ways that are... Uh, wrong sometimes. We walk into sin or we walk in in ways of unbelief. God is still our God and God still fights for us. So hold on to it. Keep it in the forefront, especially in the days that we're in because the enemy is just out there beating to pieces his people. (laughs) We see it more and more Uh, and it's not going to get less. It's going to get more. But where darkness comes in the hardest, the light is going to shine even brighter. So take that time with the Lord every day. Get together with Him and just sit before Him and let His light shine upon your life and strengthen you for the day that's ahead of you. Because if you're defeated, you don't have any feet to walk. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I would expect that from Steve. <laughs> or Tim, but Tim's not here, so i got to pick on Steve. Uh, Uh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, my. I wasn't ready for that one. Uh, Anyway, in verse 4, he says, "...behold, I have divided unto you by lot these nations that remain, to be an inheritance for your tribes from Jordan, with all the nations that I have cut off." And this, again, is what the Lord has done. "...I've cut off those nations." even to the great sea westward. He's giving them parameters of, of where he's cut them off, of the things that he's done for them. Uh, this is yours uh, and hold on to it, keep it, sustain it. Uh, like he told Adam when he moved Adam into the garden, remember he put Adam into the garden. It wasn't that Adam just wandered around till he found a garden and said, oh, this looks like a good one. He, it says that the Lord put him in the garden to do what? to dress it, to keep it, to protect it, to serve in it, and to garrison it about. And why would he tell him to, to garrison it about to protect it unless there was going to be something that was going to come that would want to destroy it? Mm. So Adam was already prepared, or should have been prepared, <laughs> and then we find out he wasn't as prepared as what he thought he was, and we're never as prepared as we think we are. I'm ready for this, Lord. I'm, I'm ready. I can handle this. And then we find out I can't have a handle one inch of it because <laughs> uh, we are just weak without the presence of the Lord with us in, in doing those things. So he's telling them again, I've cut these things off. I've given you these boundaries, and, and these are the places that I've placed you. These are the things that I'm going to do for you and in you. Uh, so uh, have your way with those things. And the Lord your God, in verse 5, he shall expel them. Uh, So again, uh, this is what the Lord is going to do. Verses 5 and 10 are are what the Lord is still going to do later on. The Lord your God, he shall expel them from before you and drive them from out of your sight. And you shall possess their land as the Lord your God hath promised you. Uh, the enemy has come into your life and my life. We, we see it and, and we go, well, okay, great, that's wonderful for them, but what about us? But the Lord knows what was in us, and he's expelling those things from our lives. And he says, I want you to get rid of them, and I want those things to stay out of your life. This is what I'm going to do in your life. I'm going to expel those things from you and i'm going to bring into you a heart after you uh and these are the things that that we need to know and he says i want you to possess that land i want you to possess what god has given us and what has god given us he's made us the temple of the holy spirit (laughs) and just like nehemiah we see nehemiah come in and what did he do he cleaned out the temple and he got rid of all the junk that was there and as soon as he left what did they do they brought it back in that's not what God wants us to do. That's not possessing the land. That's not keeping the land. That's not protecting it. That's giving up to the enemy and just letting him have havoc with our lives. <laughs> uh, and so Nehemiah comes back, throws the stuff out again. This is what the Lord wants. He doesn't want you to have to suffer in that place where the enemy's in your camp, He wants the enemy out. Ugh. And so, so strong a time as Nehemiah had with the people. That's how much the Lord wants with you and I. He wants these temples to be free of those things that would destroy it and wreak havoc in our lives. Because no matter how pure we are, no matter how wonderful we are, it doesn't make God any bigger or any better. Because he is who he is. I am that I am. <laughs> I don't change. Uh, we're the ones that change. We vary on how we feel and, and what's going on around us. Uh, and he says, I want you to be still of those things. I want you to possess. And you can't possess if you're afraid or in fear or, or walking in, in uh, disbelief or unbelief of what God can do. Uh, so uh, I, w- I want you to possess that land. Uh, as the Lord your God has promised you. I want you to possess it. Because he says, I've given you this temple in you, and I want you to possess it, and I promise you that it's going to be well as long as you're walking with me. And we're going to see what happens when we, we when we don't walk with him. So he says in verse 6, so this is how we do it. Uh, verses 6, 7, and 8 uh, are three areas, are, are three uh, sentences of, of uh, promises to us as well as direction for us. Uh, he says, Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that's written in the book of the law of the Moses that you turn not aside from the, thy right hand or to the left. Uh, so he says, I want you to be therefore because this is what I've done for you and this is what I'm going to do for you. I want you to be therefore and this is amazing to me, and this is probably the first time I've seen this for my own life, is that God wants us to keep and to do all that's written. So he's talking about the Word of God. He's talking about the Word, and he said, I want you to keep it and to do it. But in order to keep it and do it, what do we have to be? We have to be very courageous. Not just courageous, but very courageous. Because it takes a lot to keep the Word of God in us always doesn't it it takes a daily administration to keep that word in us and to keep it in the forefront and if we don't do it daily we're already losing ground and you're losing possession of what god has already given us and that's scary isn't it it's just like lord some days i don't feel like it i know that's when you got to do it the most (laughs) Some days I don't feel good, Lord. I know that's when you need it the most. Some days I I, I just can't believe. I know that's when you have to trust even when you can't see. Oh, Lord, it sounds like you want to be first in my life. I do. (laughs) Because that's the best for you. Because if we don't have God in the forefront, who's there? Some guy with a pitchfork in, in, in a red suit, you know? It just... Yuck. And he's right in front of us, spewing. And it's just amazing. We, we have a, I hate to get political, but I'm going to anyway, but we have a Democratic lawmaker in Nebraska. Nebraska of all places. There's only 40 people in the whole state. Come on. Nebraska, a Democratic lawmaker who has proposed a law a bill. It's not a law yet. She knows it won't get passed, but she wanted to put it in the forefront anyway. Uh, But she said she wants to ban all church youth groups and all vacation Bible schools because you're indoctrinating the kids. Nebraska. I could see it in New York (laughs) or California, but Nebraska, come on. And if she's putting it forward, how long before some states vote on it and do something with it? Can you imagine having a church with not a youth group or a vacation Bible school? Or none around? Oh boy, because you're indoctrinating. How long then is it gonna take before you can't go to church because all they're doing is brainwashing you and indoctrinating you to believe something that isn't real? (laughs) and who's behind it? It certainly isn't God. (laughs) And and if you don't keep God at the forefront, this is what's going to happen. To me, this just shows the judgment of God is already on America because otherwise these things would not even be coming to the forefront to even be voted on. Oh, Lord, help us. And and what's going to happen when they do come to the forefront and they are voted on and they are passed? What are you and I gonna do? And we might be here for it. Look at all that's happened just in the past three years. <laughs> just think of what could happen in the next three years with all the Gavin Newsom's and, and all the uh, Yoko Hocals and, and all the other ones that are out there passing the, these bogus laws. What, what's gonna happen and how are we gonna stand? Are we just gonna be mad at the Newsom's and, and the Hocals? in the Bidens, or are we going to say, my God is greater and stand in standing that? We know where we have to stand, but Lord, how am I going to do it if I'm not prepared, if I'm not ready, if I'm not in, already in a relationship with you that keeps you first? Because if he's not first now, he's not going to be first tomorrow. And he's not going to be first the next day. And he's not going to be first when they pass these laws then what are you going to do you're going to surrender and we're going to give up and we see we see churches already doing it they're giving up they're giving in to what the enemy wants and they're bringing stuff into the churches that isn't truth that isn't real that isn't right that isn't biblical and where are they they're just a state church help lord <laughs> my strength is failing. (laughs) That's why he's got to be our strength, and we can't be strong and say, I'm strong for you, Lord. No, I'm weak. That's when God is strong in us. I'm weak and frail. You need to be my God. You need to be the one in front of me. so he says, be very courageous. He knows what's going to happen with Israel, and the Lord knows what's going to happen with you and I. If, if he isn't first in that place now, he's not going to be. And we need to be very courageous, especially in the days that we're in, to stand strong. You guys are older than you've ever been. Thank you. You're welcome. And what happens when death gets nearer to our door? We get more and more scared about dying and what's going to happen to us if I I do not want to go back to a hospital there's no way there's no way I want I want to go to a nursing home there's no way I want to go to any of those places but what happens if I have to am I gonna be so scared that God can't be my strength in the midst be very courageous very 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 courageous oh to keep and to do and there's a they're complementary of each other you can keep them but if you aren't doing them it's not going to help you You, you've got to not just keep them in the forefront but then you have to be active in your faith with those things with those promises with the heart of god be very courageous. He's looking at Israel, and he knows what's coming. And he says, the only way you're going to make it is if you keep and do. And what's going to happen with Israel? We know with within just a few years, they haven't kept and they're not doing. We see the results of it. We see it all the way through Scripture, don't we? <laughs> the church at Ephesus, when Paul was writing to them, you guys are great, you guys are wonderful, you guys are doing good. Within 30 years... They're the ones that lost their first love. 30 years. Yuck. And did it start the 30th year? Or did it start the first year? When they started sliding backwards and not doing what God said. Or the first day. I want you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. (laughs) In Deuteronomy it tells them the Shema. (laughs) And when when did it start going backwards? When he said goodbye? Or did it start long before that? And he's so long-suffering that he stayed with him as long as he possibly could until he knew that they were in a place where they weren't going to, and then he had to get him out and do something with him. Oh, it starts so quickly and, and so easily. That's why he says you have to be very courageous not just courageous not just build up but very courageous to do it because otherwise you can't otherwise you won't lord help we're in those days where we need it um and i think every day is going to be one of those days Uh, and then verse seven so the first thing is obedience to the word uh verse seven and that that you come <clears throat> that ye come not among these nations that remain among you, neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them, nor bow them yourselves unto them. <laughs> uh, so the second thing then is the separation from the world. It's not that they could get rid of those people, but they could certainly separate themselves to that place of look at, not making mention of the name of their gods, not causing themselves to swear by them, neither serving them. Look at the progression that goes on. First you make mention of those, the name of their gods, and then you start swearing by them that they're okay, and then you start serving them, and the last thing is you bow yourself before them as God. And we think, I'd never do that. Look at Lot. Righteous Lot, Scripture calls him. I have trouble with that, but that's between me and God. <laughs> but God calls them righteous, so he must be righteous because I know God is right and I'm wrong. <laughs> so somewhere in there, Lot is righteous, but look at what he did. He came into their place and bowed himself before them because he was an elder sitting in the gate of the city, of an ungodly city, instead of separating himself he pitched his tent towards him. And what are we doing? Are we pitching our tent towards our TV? I mean, where, where, where's your, your couch situated? Right in front of your big screen. You know, your 55-inch, which is probably now a 75-inch. It takes up your whole wall. <laughs> you can put nothing else up there because your TV's so big, you got to sit there and see it in the best definition that you can. mm Oh, Lord, help us. We pitch in our tents towards Sodom. And pretty soon we're going to be bowing down before it. Because what do we do? I can't be home for my favorite TV show, and and this is the last show of the season. I'm not going to see it. I'll have to record it. (laughs) Really? Because it's so important to me. Do you record the Word of God so that you can have that with you? Oh, Well, no, Lord, but this show, it's only on one time. Oh, okay. (sighs) Separation. It tells us this uh, in Hosea chapter 2. Interesting scripture, starting at verse 14, it says, Therefore, behold, I will allure her, God speaking uh, about restoring adulterous Israel, uh, and I'm going to allure her, I'm going to call her, and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably to her. Bring her into the wilderness, those wilderness wanderings, right? And I will give her. This is what God is going to do. He, even though they've been adulterous, he's going to give her things. Mm. And what does God do with you and I? We, we sit there and shake our heads at, at Israel and we're the same way. We could put our names in there. <laughs> we do the same exact things. I'm going to call you. And I'm going to bring you into a wilderness so that you cry out to me. And when you cry out to me, I'm going to give you things so that you'll come back to me. Always calling and inviting us to come. And I'm going to give her her vineyards from thence in the valley of Acar, for the door of hope and she shall sing there singing when you're singing things are okay right (laughs) when when you're happy you're singing when you're sad you're throwing things you're not singing (laughs) you're upset you're yelling you're you're using those words you haven't used in years. As in the days of her youth and in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt, when she came to an end of herself and realized that she needed God and she finally surrendered to God, God came and got her and pulled her out. Just like he did with you and I. And it says, And, and it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that you shall no more call me Ishi uh, or, or uh, my Lord, but you're going to call me Your husband oh you're gonna come to that place in that relationship where you're gonna cleave to me as a husband-wife relationship you're gonna cleave to me more than you're gonna you're gonna cleave to the God of this world for I will take away the names of Balaam out of her mouth. How do we do that? God says, I'll take those names away from you. Remember, we just saw in Joshua that he said, I don't want you to remember their names. I don't want you to speak their names. How do we forget? He says, I'm going to call you. I'm going to bring you to a place and and renew that relationship with me. And then I'm going to take away the remembrance of those names from your life. Well, Lord, I can't forget. I'll help you. Oh, what we're saying is, God, I don't want to forget. Just in case you fail me, I still got Balaam on the side. Mm. Isn't that sad? But we do it, don't we? God, I'll give you this, but I'm going to keep this part just in case. Ah, <laughs> oh. Really? Lord, I, I've lost this. Maybe St. Anthony can help me find it. You know, I'll, I'll bury him backwards in, in the front yard and he'll point the right direction to me. Just in case you can't find him, St. Anthony will find him. In case you're, in, in case you're too busy. <laughs> oh, and we do those things. And the Lord's just going, aren't I enough? Oh, Lord, did you have to say that? Because <laughs> you know my heart. It's amazing. He says, and there'll be no more remembered by their name. Remembered, and the name in Scripture always talks about the character, the nature. So he says, you're not going to remember their character or their nature as being what it was. You're, you're going to realize what their character and their nature really is my character and nature is true and righteous and holy always their nature is destroyer the one who brought just a, a a vestige of hope but it turned into destroy me a vestige of happiness remember the first time you took drugs that high was just complete you blew your head off you know and after a while you had to keep doing more just to get that same feeling. And after a while, it became you're out on the street, walking on the bridges, holding a sign up, saying, I need drugs. When I was driving for the auto parts place, driving by, and all these people are all over the bridges, all over the streets, at every corner, and this one sign said, I'll tell you the truth, I need money for the drugs. That's <laughs> okay. what I want that's what's gonna keep me what's it keeping you you're on the streets with a cardboard sign that somebody else probably had to write because you can don't even have a marker anymore but you want drugs because that that's what's gonna help you really how's it done so far <laughs> oh lord help i won't tell you what judy said when she came in i no, we're not even going there uh <laughs> so verse 8 then. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It was good. Uh, verse 8 then, uh the the third thing. First is obedience to the word, then separation from the world, forgetting those things that are behind and, and pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus ahead. And, and then verse 8, the affection to the Lord and we realize that we really need these things in our lives especially in the church age that we're in certainly we're in the age of grace and we hold on to that and we keep it but what happens when that grace starts running low it's not running low on his part it's running low on the world's part because he's he's just about done with with what's here i'm not naming dates but what happens if we got a whole nother year what happens if we got a whole another 10 years oh lord if i i've seen what i've seen in the last three i don't want to see 10 more (laughs) because we got a bunch of bozos coming up that that can't even do as well as the ones that are there can you imagine if they get worse we thought when the former governor got out of our state well good he's gone now we got somebody good coming in (laughs) I'd rather have him back. Hello? Uh, Never mind. Uh, I'm getting way too political here. But cleave unto the Lord your God. Get your affection in that place where he is first in everything. Cleaving. Holding on to him for everything. Not, Not just being near him, but cleaving to him in your everyday life. You wake up, You pray. You wake up, you say, hi, Lord. You move, you say, which direction, Lord? You go out, you say, where to, Lord? What's today going to bring, Lord? What do I need for today? Hold me, Lord. It's an every day, every hour, every minute thing, isn't it? You know, after all these years of walking with the Lord, I thought I'd be pretty good. (laughs) I'm worse than I was the day I got saved. I need him more every minute than than I thought I did back then. Because I see where my heart goes after just a few moments. Now, Lord, what do I do? Cleave to me. It's the only way you're going to make it through. So cleave to the Lord. So obedience to the word, separation from the world, and then affection to the Lord. Uh, And he says, For the Lord has driven out from before you uh, great nations and strong. Uh, But as for you, no man has been able to stand before you unto this day. This is what I've done for you. Uh, Again, those, those verses that talk about what he's done. It wasn't us that drove him out. It was God that did it. It wasn't us that got rid of our sin. It was God that did it. And if he's the one that got rid of it, he's the one that can keep us from it. It isn't us that say, okay, Lord, now that you've driven them out, I can keep them. I'll keep them out, Lord. <laughs> really? <laughs> How long are you going to keep them out? Uh, till the first thought comes by or till you get on the expressway for the first time and the guy cuts you off? <laughs> Hello. Uh, our hearts are there. One man shall chase a thousand. This is what God is going to do. One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he it is that fights for you as he's promised you. As he's fighting for you, do you realize that you have the capability, you have the promise of God that a thousand enemies are going to come against you and you're going to be able to drive them away with the strength of the Lord in you? The lust, the desires, the tendency to to wallow in self-pity, the tendency to say, poor me. How come I'm, I'm this way and nobody else is? <laughs> he says, I can drive that enemy away too. Because I want you to focus on me and not on those things. So take good heed. Here we are again. Be very courageous. Take good heed. Don't just, don't just look at it. Uh, but take good heed, therefore, to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. Because if you love him, uh, then you're not going to leave him. If you love him, you're gonna keep him first. If you love him, like you did the very first day and not losing that that first love, you're gonna keep him first all the days of your life. And he's telling Israel that. And don't you think he's telling us those same things in these days? Uh, And then we get into the bad news. I almost hate this part. Uh, Verse 12, else if you do in any wise go back, if you backslide in any way and notice and cleave to the remnant. You don't cleave to me anymore, you start cleaving to the remnant. What remains in your life of the place that you're possessing that you didn't get rid of, you're going to start cleaving to it. And if you cleave to it, this is what's going to happen. Even these that remain among you and shall make marriages with them, you shall go and marry them and go in unto them and they to you. uh, Remember that your enemy goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he, he may devour and he's going to come in and eat you up and chew you up and spit you out. Know for a certainty, this is certain, this isn't just a guess this isn't just what could happen this is going to be for certain and we know people like this don't we we see them we see them around us there was just an an article this morning on how many i i forget where it was even but i looked at it and it disgusted me so much i didn't even read it or anything but how many pastors and church leaders have fallen in just the past few months and gone a whole different direction. And it's just like, and we think, well, they've got, it, they've got it together, so they're going to keep it. Wrong. <laughs> they're men of like passions like anybody else. You can't esteem them higher than, than what they are. They're a man saved by grace. Keep praying for them because we are just as susceptible as anybody else to falling, just as susceptible to sin as Israel was. We need to pray for one another. Hmm. So know for a certainty that the Lord your God will no more drive out these nations. He's not going to drive them out. Why? Because it would go against our will, because our will is we want them near us. We want them with us. So instead of saying, if God is for us, who can be against us? We're saying, oh, the gods of this world are for us. So who can be against us? (laughs) God. (laughs) And who's bigger? Oh, boy. Uh, Know for a certainty that he's not going to drive out these nations, these people from before you, but they're going to be snares and traps to you and scourges in your side and thorns in your eyes. Look at the picture of what's going on. Isn't that a picture of what Jesus did for us? Scourges in his side, scourges on his back, thorns on his brow that were pushed down. We're going to try and earn our salvation. And we're going to get scourged and beat up for it. And it's not going to come to pass. It's just a picture of what... God has already done for us. Uh, He tells us this in 2 Corinthians 5. uh, uh, Verse 21, For God hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made, notice, might be made, the righteousness of God in him. He wants us to know that God is making him righteousness for us because we have no righteousness of our own. But again, that's getting the focus back on who Jesus is and what he's done for us. That's why we take communion so often so that we remember and and we sit there and know what God has done for us. So I'm going to take these things and and this is what's going to happen to you. For the wages of sin is death, it, it tells us. And behold, this day I am going all the way of the earth, uh, and you shall know in your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing is failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spake concerning you. All are come to, to pass unto you, and not one thing is failed thereof. Uh, so, again, this is already what God has done. This is one of those verses about what he has done. And there's no fear in that. There's no anxiety in that. There's no apprehension in that. We just are able to rest in it. It was, it was kind of neat uh, studying for this and then talking to Robert the other night before he went into surgery. Uh, and he was just a happy camper. Robert. Robert. They're going to take out part of your lung. Yeah, it's okay. If I die, I'm home. (laughs) If I'm not, he'll heal me. It's okay. I'm not worried. We've been this way before. The Lord takes care of me. Just like, oh, Robert, you're putting me to shame, man. (laughs) Will you pray for me? (laughs) Because my heart's failing for you. This is the third time they're taking part of your lung, man. He goes, hey, I can breathe one. Come on. Uh, Amazing. What God can do and what God can show us. Not one of these things has failed that God has brought. And he's not going to fail because God doesn't fail. You can't point at one part of Scripture and say, God failed me. Isn't it amazing that in the book of Revelation, unbelievers are going to be standing there in the last days shaking their fist at God. And what are they saying? You failed me. You didn't give me what I wanted. But I gave you every good thing to have. But it's not what I wanted. He says, well, you don't want me then. Oh, Lord, help me to want you more than I want what I can see. And I think we're coming to those days. Help me to want you more while I'm sitting in jail than anything I can see around me. Freedom from this. Lord, help me to want you more than that. Oh, that puts things in perspective real quick, doesn't it? (laughs) Just help, Lord. Lord. Therefore, it shall come to pass, verse 15. Oh, we're going so, you guys are slow today. Uh, Therefore, it shall come to pass that as all good things are come upon you, (laughs) which the Lord your God has promised you. Notice all the good things are coming from the Lord. None of those good things are coming from the enemy. All good things come from him because he is good. He's always good. He always does good. So shall the Lord bring upon you those evil things. If you don't want what he has, those other things are going to come to pass because he's going to give you what your heart desires. Oh, He's going to bring upon you all those evil things until he has destroyed you from off this good land which the Lord your God has given you. And we know ultimately Israel was going to be taken into captivity and and shipped out. Uh, But it wasn't the Lord's fault. It was the people's fault it's never the lord's fault for what's going on in our lives it's our fault lord i haven't cleaved to you i have been obedient to you i haven't separated myself i haven't forgotten the the names of the other gods i've bowed down to them i've served them and he says in verse 16 when you have transgressed the covenant Uh, of the Lord your God, which he commanded you and have gone and served other gods and bowed yourselves to them, then shall the anger of the Lord be kindled against you. Isn't that grace that all the way through he says, you've gone and you served other gods, you bowed yourselves down to them. Then it says that the Lord's anger is going to come. It doesn't come right away. My anger rises up right away (laughs) instead of being long-suffering and gracious like the Lord is. He gives them an opportunity to repent and to turn before he brings those things to pass. And you shall perish quickly, not just in a little bit, but quickly from off the good land which he has given you. Uh, you don't have to hold your place here, but turn to 2 Corinthians 6, uh, and we'll finish up there. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6. Uh, (sighs) (laughs) Let's pick up in in verse 11 uh, and just finish up the chapter there uh, just for time's sake. It says, O you Corinthians, and and certainly could be you and I or anybody else, our mouth is open unto you, Uh, our heart is enlarged, you are not straightened in us, but you are straightened in your own bowels. Now, for a recompense in the same I speak as unto my children be also enlarged this is what God wants he wants our hearts to be enlarged he wants our 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 eyes to see more of who he is in the midst of it and realize we possess so much he says don't do this do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness isn't that the same thing he was telling the people of Israel (laughs) <laughs> don't listen to them. Don't pay attention to them. Don't know their names. Don't get yoked together with them. And what communion has light with darkness? Uh, we're not supposed to be sitting here having communion with the darkness of this world. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? for you are notice not you might be you are if if god is in you you are now a temple your body is a temple and we know people that say that you know my body's my temple (laughs) wrong way (laughs) it's not what god is talking about (laughs) he's talking about indwelling us and What happened with the temple of Israel? That God's presence was so thick that even the priests couldn't enter in because they couldn't see. God's presence was there. And what do you think he wants with the temple that he's made you to be? He wants to indwell you so much that nothing else can enter in or dwell there because his presence is is so intense that nothing else can be there. Oh, That's the perfect sense. And that's what he wants for you and I because that's the best thing to have. (laughs) You are the temple of the living God. He's alive and he's alive in you now. And as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. It's interesting, we're in Genesis on Sundays and... (laughs) You know what happens with Adam and Eve. God comes and he walks in the cool of the day with them every day. It doesn't take long. He's only got two chapters. (laughs) Really only one chapter because the first chapter he's creating, the second chapter they're there, and by the third chapter they're they're done. They're out of there. Uh, But he comes and what does he say? He walks in the cool of the day with them. And what are they doing by the third chapter? They're hiding from God. And he wants to walk in us, he says, as his temple. He wants to walk in his temple. And are we allowing him to do that, or, or are we like Adam and we're hiding behind the trees thinking that God can't see what we're doing? What are you wearing, Adam? Fig leaf. It's the best thing I could find. You getting a little rash there, Adam? <laughs> Yeah, these things are a little prickly. (laughs) You could have chosen something better, Adam. He doesn't say any of that. Just Adam, look at the cry of his, his heart, the Father's heart. Adam, where are you? Spiritually, where are you, Adam? I want to walk in you. And he looks at you and I and he says, Billy, where are you today? I'm, I'm walking, but you're hiding. I'm walking, but you're hiding behind something. You're you you're hiding behind that 75 inch screen. You you're, you're hiding behind that that site on you on the internet. You're hiding behind that relationship that you desire so much more than that relationship that I have with you. You're hiding behind. That social security that, that you're getting from the government more than you're trusting me. Because oh, one day that social security is gonna be gone. Hello. <laughs> then who are you gonna trust? <laughs> Defeated. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna dwell in them, I'm gonna walk in them, and I will be their God. I'm gonna be, and they are gonna be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I'm gonna receive you. As we touch those unclean things, the Lord says, I'm not gonna be with you. It should draw us to a place where we don't wanna hurt God anymore, doesn't it? And we say that, don't we? God, I don't want to hurt you anymore. You know, what do, what do we say to our kids? And our and kids say to us, you, you've hurt me by the way you've talked to me. Mm. Ouch. Touch not those unclean things, and I'll receive you. And I'll be a father to you. And you'll be my sons and my daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Notice it's the Lord Almighty, Jehovah, the covenant-keeping God, the Almighty One, the One who can do anything. Not just Adonai, a God, but the big God. (laughs) How big is our God? He's able to keep us. Be encouraged to walk in the right direction. Be encouraged to go in the right direction. Be encouraged to just say no to those things. Uh, of the things of the world that are around us. I I thought we might finish Joshua. That's a (laughs) no-go. We'll do that next time. (laughs) No wonder God hasn't given me anything yet for the next one because I wasn't going to finish. Yeah. I have a card for Phyllis if you guys want to say anything. Oh, oh, praise the Lord. Good. Well, let's pray and uh, we'll finish up and we'll sign cards. Uh, Father thank you Lord for your goodness to us thank you for your grace thank you for your heart Lord that your heart is towards us you want to walk with us you want to indwell us you want to be in that place where we're your people where we're your sons and your daughters and where we can sit there and call you Abba Father Daddy we want to be in your presence we want to be in that place of closeness of nearness to you so help us Lord Sometimes we, we wander away so much that, that we don't even recognize you when we see you in the distance because you've, we've gone so far from you. You're looking for us and you see us, but we can't even see you yet. Our heads are bowed down because of the shame, because of the hurt, because of the pain that's there. But Lord, you want to restore us and bring wholeness to us. So, Father, have your way with us. If we're holding on to anything, Lord, please help us to surrender it and to let it go so that your your fullness can indwell our temple. We love you, we thank you, and we just ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen.